Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled Homecoming. It was written by Thomas McKean, who is also our game master. I will be giving the recap as Clifton Hawk, and this is episode nine. So without further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> There is a monster that does evil, and we're all part of it. A huge mangler that tears men up in its shiny metal teeth, trying to eat its way forward. New York is its heart, and we're right in the middle of it. I say that we're a part of it, everyone is. We're trying to eat our way forward in this economy. But at the same time, we're all hoping not to be noticed. A wise man would hang out near the tail end of the beast, as far away from the jaws as he could, but not us. We came to New York hoping to line our pockets with green, but the first color we see is red. We should have turned and ran right then and there, but instead, we start poking the beast. Timmy Tucker is missing or dead, I'm thinking now dead, ground up in the monster's teeth, torn to shreds. Part of me is a coward. It would be so easy to run back to Massachusetts and fade into the woodwork. But despite all my shortcomings, that's not what I'm going to do. I know that I'm probably going to die for good this time. But God damn it, I want to wound this beast. I can stick it to him good before he devours me. I think it goes without saying that the beast is tricky. We keep following leads and getting precious little from them. Miss Greta Sutrin gave us a bit of paper with a message written in code. Amateurs. The code was so simple it took Fowler about three minutes to pick it apart. It led us to a speakeasy called the Don't See Me, a bar for show people. Apparently, Harrison Giles met occasionally with someone in the bar, but tonight he was busy meeting his maker out in the back alley. Had we arrived a few minutes earlier, we might have gotten something out of him. Instead, Monster got him. He got too close to the mouth and he looked in. We did end up with his keys and his address and a little coin thing, a, a seal. And we decided to take a stroll down the block to see what we could see. Fowler got there first and told us that uh, he had seen a cop lurking nearby. The beast was toying with us. Fowler and Tommy stayed in the car while the rest of us headed up to Giles Brownstone. And now is when the oddest thing happened, the oddest thing that I saw anyway. Once inside, Gills had covered his windows in newspaper but he also had curtains. The odd thing is, is that if he wanted to not be observed, he could have simply closed the curtains. What was he doing? He was trying to keep out the light. If it wasn't for the fact that he was lying dead in the alley, I would say vampire. And don't see that there's no such thing. With this shit that I've seen, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, what we get from the apartment is a post office box and a key. 
If we pay his bill, we can see what he's got. We also snatched an incriminating letter from Timmy. He knew he was being watched. He and Gills were up to something. I think they might have been trying to trick the machine, the monster. Like I said, everyone is trying to get ahead. In the end, Fowler's my hero. He did warn us. He honked his horn. But while we were all doing our best trying to keep the beast from noticing us, Fowler goes up and talks to it. Hey, Mangler, my name is Dexter Fowler. You might recognize my sultry voice from the radio. We're all very tasty. So the beast knows we're here. And it has warned us. Another step. And we're all dead. The voice of the coward in my head says, run. And I think I might listen to this time. But I still, unstand, I still intend on sticking it to the monster. We need to get that ledger into the hands of St. George, uh, the Dragon Slayer, Roosevelt, or Hofstetter, or whoever. And then get the hell out of New York. Wonderful. All right, so we're going to begin with the car pulling around the corner and you guys coming out of the alleyway, piling into the car with Dexter driving off. So you're all in the car now. You're safe. Uh, I imagine that Dexter has informed you of everything that's happened. Yeah, which means that people in their houses can hear us say, you said what? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm sure that if 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 Dexter were here here, he'd have you know some wild, wild excuse. But it must it must have shocked Fowler quite a lot. He's being uncharacteristically quiet. Yes. Oh my God. All right. So well, we you... should assume from this point henceforth and forevermore that we are being tailed by the cops. At least. Holy We've shit. Been tailed by somebody else, so now it's just added onto the list. Yeah, but they kill people for no reason at all. I think we should stick together. No walking down back alleys all all alone. Yeah, and they have a police uniform as well. Well I think we should all lock ourselves in one of our rooms and post guards. And then tomorrow morning, I think we need to get that fucking ledger, get it into the hands of the authorities, and get the hell out of Dodge. I think Timmy's dead. I think these people would have killed him without any trouble at all. Well, if, if we're going to hand that ledger, in, we need to go to the top. Yeah. Which would be Hofstetter or, uh, or Seabury or Roosevelt. I don't know who's. They, they probably have an office here in town where they're doing their investigation. Seabury's conducting the. I mean, it's a Seabury inquiry, isn't it? So, here's a thought. However, we need we need to turn it in anonymously. If if the question is going to be how did how did we get a hold of the ledger? Which leads back to Tim, uh, which puts a lot of people in danger. 
you know. Well, in in that case, then. Um... I think Timmy's dead. Why don't we? Somebody pretend to be Timmy, and drop it off. I think um, maybe maybe we could use. Um... We could put it in the mail for uh, Mr. Seabury to find. I'd expect them to have someone in the mail room. You're probably right. Well, um, what are you guys going to do now? Right now, where do you want Dexter to take you? I think Dexter needs to take us back to our apartment. Okay, he will take you back to the hotel. Um, can I have, so you guys are driving back to the hotel. Can I have- Do you guys feel comfortable with that or should we go somewhere else? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's too late for us to, uh, to check out the, uh, the PO box. So I think the hotel is the best idea. Mm -hmm. right. Um, can I have William and Tommy give me spot hiddens? Yay, success. Yeah, I got it too. 07. Okay. Um, the streets are pretty much empty right now. Well, they're not empty, but they're, um, they're less hectic. So as Dexter's driving and as he pulls around a corner and starts heading down First Avenue, you both see a man, uh, he's got his back pressed up against a wall with his coat brought up, black scarf over his mouth, hat down, cigarette in hand. He looks exactly like the same person that you saw in Maine. Tommy, Tommy, did you see that? I did. That's like the guy back in the bad weather, back at home. Can't be the same guy though, could it? There's no way. We didn't. We didn't tell anybody we were coming here. I can't see how it could be because how would they know that we're coming in this investigation? Yeah. What are you fellows talking about back there? Uh, we point out the guy as as the car's, I guess, traveling on a bit. We maybe yeah. ask Fowler to slow down a little bit and say, "Look, that guy back there at the corner of the street. You see him?" Well, He's like one of the, one of the men in black. So you guys saw somebody in Maine, and now you're seeing somebody here. That seems like an awfully wild coincidence, guys. Just after we got the phone call from Arthur, originally, we saw that guy in the road. Uh, he's ingrained in my memory. He just looks so like him. It's unbelievable. But he's all covered up. Yeah, he's standing just exactly the same. Well, the guy that we saw in Maine was standing exactly the same way with the scarf and the cigarette, everything. Should we get Fowler to slow down and have a look? Well, we've kind of seen him, I guess, as we've dri driven by. But Yeah, you guys can you know, see him. You know, boys, there's, there's other things involved here from previous encounters we've had that might be still involved we still don't know who what was his name the count 
the Baron, Baron. The Baron. We still don't know who the Baron is or the Germans, the German involvement. That's the story, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just getting a bit, maybe I'm just getting a bit paranoid with all the action tonight, but I, I wonder if we should drive around the block and pass by again, see if he's still there. Well, William, I'd rather have you paranoid than dropping, dropping your guard at this point. We should all be paranoid. Does this mean you want to turn around or do you want to continue heading to the, uh, the hotel? We well, maybe go around the block. We could do that. So that we don't go back. The same, so we just carry on. So we go. Yeah. That way, if someone's watching, they'll just think they're experiencing deja vu. Okay. <laughs> um, is that okay, Hawk? Uh, sure. Should we confirm? him? So why are you following us? What if he's just a total stranger that just has the same fashion sense? I mean, there's a what, 10 million people in New York? <laughs> what, what color was the scarf? Black. Everything was black. Oh, right. It wasn't a red scarf. He hasn't got a very big nose and a red scarf. No. Oh, no. Right. It's not It's not that guy, then. If it is, he'll be invisible now. <laughs> All right. So you guys, uh, so, Tommy, you brought up confronting him. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. Well, I won't stop you. Yeah, let's do, let's do it. But my guess is it's just going to be some total stranger who doesn't know who the hell you are or what you're talking about. But I guess you'll know. So we go once around the block and come back. Is he still there? Yeah, oh yeah, he's still there. And you can, uh, if you if you look closely, you can see you know his eyes following the car as it passes by. Uh, I'm like, Dexter, slow down, slow down. My heart, William's heart's beating in his chest. Yeah, it slows down. I wind the window down and I've got my boomerang. <laughs> it's, 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 it's your show, Tommy. I said, do you have a gun? Go ahead, William. I see, I, 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 I asked Dexter to almost practically stop and I shout out the window at the guy and say, hey you, were you in Maine? And the guy kind of looks completely shocked <laughs> that you're even talking about. Uh, and he just says, no. Damn it. Foil. <laughs> well, let's go back to the hotel then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sir, sir, you look rather sinister there. Are you sinister? <laughs> I don't know. Something has come over William. He's normally quite nervous, but he's just... he's. He's never forgotten the night when he saw the man in black and it's kind of almost been in the back of his mind the whole time. Uh, so he's... he's I I take paranoid it, is better than not paranoid at this point. Felix, it, um, oh, go ahead, Ken. I was just going to say, is the car, car at a standstill? Did we, did we ask him to stop? Yeah, he I think, Right, I, I'm getting out the door. And I stand outside. I don't run over to the guy, but I stand outside and I'm saying, uh, Mister, you, I'm sure I've seen you somewhere before. I've got the boomerang just behind the door. And he just, and he shakes his head and he pulls down the scarf. Um, rather young looking guy. Um, uh, chiseled features. 
He goes, I've never seen you before in my life. And he takes a drag of his cigarette. Felix, can you give me, do you have uh, like a perform role or something like that? Anything got, associated got, with that? I've got a stage magic role, which I guess is my performance. Uh, give me that. 64 out of 70. Um, it doesn't really pertain to stage magic or anything like that, but... Performance experience, maybe? Yeah. Uh, he... It's difficult to, to say, but uh, it just... It sounds like he's acting. Hmm. I've never seen you before in my life. And he takes a drag of his cigarette and uh, he kind of flicks it and then uh, goes, and if that's all, he kind of is he, wear, is he wearing makeup? Does he look like he's, he's wearing some form of disguise? No, it's just the cadence in his voice. It's, it sounds like, it, like I said, it's difficult to like say, it just, it sounds like he's acting. What, in the sense that he sounds like a, a practiced liar. Yes, I mean, it's, this sounds practiced. It sounds calculated. Well, William is now nervously trembling. The guy right, wouldn't see this, but maybe Tommy and whoever's next to him would. But um, he starts to approach the guy with the boomerang behind his back. And uh, Tommy's almost kind of holding on to his jacket, almost holding him back. But William turns to Tommy and says, come on, Tommy, there's something about this. There's something about this. Do you for real have a boomerang? Yeah, yeah, I've been going about the whole... The I whole thought that was a thing. joke. No. You for real? Okay, so he has a... He, he doesn't, uh, apart from Dexter gave him his pistol for going into the house, he doesn't have a, a firearm. Okay, so you for real have a boomerang. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really good at throwing stuff. Okay. Um, so uh, so I start approaching him and I'm turning to Tommy and kind of, Tommy. He... I, I'm going to get out of the car too, just in case. I'll get out and follow you, but I'm not sure this is the right idea. William, does, William doesn't know what's possessed him here, but he just, that night, he's never forgotten that night. So I'm, he's I'm, approaching I'm, the gang. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm going to stand um, sort of rakishly on the running board of the car, okay. holding onto the roof and and sort of looking at what's going on. Unsure whether I should leave the car in the middle of the road um, or go to them. Um. So, William, you're approaching, and the man, you know, he kind of turns back and looks at you and says, I, I I don't need I don't want any trouble I I blah blah blah, blah. I don't want any trouble, sir. You know, I'm sorry. Just uh, leave me alone. Uh, I, I'm an author, and I'd like to talk to you. I've, I've got an idea. Goes, no, uh, I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure I've seen you somewhere before. He goes, no, no, thanks. And 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 you can hear that there's a nervousness in his voice. No, thank you. Like, can he uh, across the street? Can what? <laughs> Should I throw my boomerang at him? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to whisper something to uh, Felix. I'm going to be like, how, how close do you have to get to pick the guy's pockets? Well, I mean, close enough to touch him. Yeah. 
it's the bump or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that takes. If I bump you, into him, can you? Uh, <laughs> what you you want me to roll him? Yeah, I mean, just we'll see who he is. William runs towards him, tries to grab him. Um, right at this at this point, I'm I'm going to run over. Um. And and start shouting as I'm running towards them. I'm going to start shouting, "Hey, hey, break it up! Come on, break it up! Break it up!" As soon as William begins running over to him, the man pulls out a pistol, and he and he goes, "Stop!" And he and he's holding the, and, he, and and the nervousness is gone. He's holding the gun and he's holding it to you, William. Oh, William freezes and screams like a girl. What kind of gun? Um, it is a Luger. Um, okay, I'm, so going, well, I'm going to say to him in German, to speak German, I'm going to say, uh, who, who has central? <laughs> that wasn't very German at all. Um... He looks up at you and he re- and he responds at that, and he immediately begins running. William throws his boomerang at him. Give me, <laughs> give me a uh, give me a throw roll or a, uh, what would that? I guess a throw roll. Yeah. Well, it's well, yeah. I, I guess it'd be a throw roll. He's throwing a boomerang. Yeah, he's, he's, he was, it's a childhood gift. He's been throwing it since he was a young lad. Okay. Oh, for crying out loud. He's 95. Come oh, on. no. So you, so you miss, and he books it, and he books it down an alleyway. Tommy, that was the guy that we saw back in Maine. I know it. I know and it. he was German. You've got a good eye, William. He, he's been in the back of my mind since we started this thing. I wonder if they're the I, same ones that pulled up in front of that auto parts store. Well, we don't know who that was, but possibly. Yeah, I even drew a picture of him. Look. <laughs> the man in black. Yep. So right. we, can, we can assume that we're being watched by more than one person. Well, William's uh, now kind of got quite shaky because he's never really done anything as bold and ridiculous as that before. Where did the Russian woman suddenly come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that was a joke. Hey, Wayne. <laughs> Hi, Professor. So, all right. Um kind of uh, get us back on track because now Wayne is here. So, yeah. continue to the hotel. Yeah. The, man is, the man is gone. He's run away. Yeah. Uh, now they'll, they'll know better. Than, they'll know that we're, we know they're watching us. William is gutted that his boomerang throw was so terrible. He's disappointed in himself. That would have been interesting if you had him. What are you going to retrieve oh. it? I retrieved oh. the boomerang. Okay. No, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm I'm a failure. Ninety five. Like maybe went into somebody upstairs window or something. <laughs> some old lady. Some old lady with curlers. It was a Russian yeah. woman. <laughs> All right. Um. So you guys go back to 
the hotel. Okay, uh, Dexter pulls up, you exit, he drives away. Dexter's gone. Um, as you all enter, um, it's quiet, it's died down. Um, it's around 10.30. Uh, you push open the door, and the only two people in the lobby, other than yourselves, are the concierge and a hunched over old woman. And she's wearing um, like, like a big uh, coat, scarves all over. It's relatively chilly out, so she's bundled up, um, hunched over, and, and she looks to be about 85. And she goes, and she says, you said he's upstairs. I don't understand why. So, is it Dor- Dorothy Campbell? No, no. Is that, is that my mother? Yes. <laughs> Mama, what are you and doing she, here? And she says, Felix. And, and she's got in her hand, she's got a, a piece of paper, and she looks horrified. She goes, Felix, I didn't know. I, I, did you tell me that you were in town? And she kind of reaches out towards you. I, you said, I don't think you were in town. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know myself, dear, until and, until uh, the day the day before yesterday. I haven't had a chance to to come over and see you. It was a, it was a business trip. I was I was I was hoping to earn some money. You know you know how difficult it is right now. And and she kind of hobbles over to you and gives you a hug. Uh, uh, Esther, uh, his mother, is very very old, very wrinkly, uh, about eighty five. Um, and, and she says, Felix, I, I got this. And she, uh, she kind of holds out with her quaking hands, um, a telegram. Just, I don't know. I didn't know you were in town. And she just keeps repeating that. What she shows you is this. Can you all see that? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> it says... Mrs. Epstein, I need to speak with your son, Felix, and his associates. Met him earlier today. Have him and the others meet me on top of the Brooklyn Bridge tonight. I will be there all night. If he does not come, I will assume you did not receive my message. Hopefully, I am not too late. Okay. When, when, when did this arrive, Mother dear? She says, at about, uh, about six... I didn't see it until six. I've been, I've been uh, calling hotels. I didn't know if you were in town. Oh my goodness! They said that you were here. Well, thank, thank goodness you found me. I, I was, I was hoping to come and see you, but not for a couple of days. I, I didn't know when we'd have, have time. Oh uh, I'm so sorry that I've upset you like this. Are you in trouble, Fields? No, 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 not, not in, not in trouble. We're, we're just. We've, we've, we've just, um, I, I've, I've got some work for a few days, trying to find a missing person, trying to help someone. Felix, it's dangerous here. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be getting yourself tied up in all of this investigating like you did that last year with that, that horrible thing, those horrible people. Well, I'll, 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 I'll do, it'll be, it'll be done soon enough. It's, it's, it's nothing, nothing to worry yourself about. Look, here's, Here's some money. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll give her fifty dollars. 
and and the, the, and the last couple of days money and she immediately holds up no 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 come on you 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 you, you, you must have it it's it's difficult times this will, this will last you for a while and and she kind of takes it and uh balls it up uh, and, and make, she make sure you get a taxi cab home as well i don't want you on the subway okay uh, if should i be expecting more of these um, we'll, we'll go and see this person and, and, and find out what this is all about. And, uh, I'll, I will tell them, uh, not, not, not to trouble you any, any more with these. And, and she, she nods and she's, okay. And she gives you another hug and, uh, and she is legit, she is legitimately like afraid for your life, Felix. Uh, okay. it's, it's, you know. And, and and she it's like you it's like you all aren't even there. She's just focused on Felix. And she lets go uh and says, uh, I love you in Yiddish and then gives you a kiss on the cheek and then immediately uh she kind of wobbles over to the door. Uh you still have the telegram in your hand. Felix, is she okay going home by herself? I've 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 told her to get a taxi cab. She's a very resilient woman, my mother. But um, so it seems that it seems that someone claims they want to warn us. Well, either moved. someone's going to help us out, or it's a trap. <clears throat> I'm look. I'm always suspicious, so I think it's a trap. But if we're going to go we should at least um, be prepared for it being a trap, so. Well, I'm, well, I'm definitely going because I, I, I want to know who's bothering my mother. And I'll back Not letting you. that stand. Yeah, I don't want you, I don't think you should go alone, so I'll, I'll back you. What about everybody else? Are you all? What does he mean on top of the Brooklyn Bridge? So the Brooklyn Bridge, um, there's a walkway. There's a walkway above the Brooklyn Bridge that you can use to walk across the bridge. Yeah. Okay. So traffic is beneath, and there's like a mesh underneath, and then or on top, and then there's the walkway. Okay. Well, I'm I'm willing to go with you. I'm not tired yet, but. I'm guessing nine out of ten chances that the guy's dead before we get there. It just seems to be the way of this world. William wants to go to. He wants to follow this through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to. <clears throat> All right. How's so, your boomerang arm, uh, William? It it takes a couple of practice shots and it comes back and he catches it like a pro. All right. Right here in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> the concierge goes, goes out that door and comes back through this door. <laughs> it's a revolving door. It goes through the revolving door. <laughs> oh, no. This is, this is all turning into a wet <laughs> Anderson. Now, hey, don't, don't knock on Wes Anderson. Well, no, I'm not. I just, you know. Life Aquatic? What we need is a list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, you guys take a taxi down to the Brooklyn Bridge. It's not that far from where you are now. Um, and literally, you guys are getting into a taxi. 
as Felix's mother is getting into a taxi and she kind of just waves at Felix as she gets in. Okay. Um, and we want to be dropped off at the end of the bridge so that then we can walk on the walkway. Yeah, there are stairways that lead up from the sidewalk. Okay. So, all right. So, you guys are at the base of the steps. Uh, it's beginning to rain just a tiny bit. It's like a mist because you're 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 near the sea, so it, there's like a little misty rain. I say that next year we all move to California and do our investigating out there. Not a bad idea. Um, who I'm will be Panama? Nothing ever happens in Panama. Who will be taking lead? Well, I suppose I should because um, I'll I'll be up there with you. Person sent me the they sent me the telegram. They seem to know who I am. Yeah, so I'm expecting to see me. I imagine. I'm assuming you're all going up, but the first person the, the person who goes up the stairs first will be the first person seen. Okay. All right. It'll be it'll be Felix and then me. All right. Okay, so, I'm just going to. Um, I don't know if you want me to make a sleight of hand roll for this. Okay. But I'm going to um, surreptitiously take out one of my throwing knives and palm it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a sleight of hand. Actually, no, you don't need to give me a sleight of hand. There, there's no. You, you could do it as you're walking up the stairs. Mm -hmm. You've got it. I'm also uh, preparing for gunshots. If uh, if a gunshot rings out, I'm grabbing Felix and rolling him back down the stairs. On everybody. Okay. So, <laughs> going down the stairs. It's getting, getting us, getting us out of the line of fire. It's, it's John Wick too. Um, all right. So, those films haven't been made yet. No, they haven't. Uh, they were based on Clifton Hawk's life. Yes, they were. They were like <laughs> Clifton Hawk. He fell down the Brooklyn Bridge stairs. Um, all right. So, Felix, you're you walk up the steps. Um, you see towards the middle of the bridge uh, there's no one else out um, you see a man rail thin he's wearing a, 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 an oversized coat for him um, he's rather tall he's about six feet um, and he looks like he's pacing back and forth within like a ten foot span okay um, I will get to the other are are lights up there. I assume there are lights up there. There are lights, yes. I, and I there are cars the, beneath. I'll get to the nearest light just before him and pause under the light and uh, light a cigarette with my left hand. And uh, sort of make, make eye contact with him. Uh, where is everybody else? I'm right next to... Felix. Okay. Is everyone um, else just in that same little area, just kind of clumped together? Yeah. I assume William, William, and uh, Tommy are behind me, and then uh, William's kind of hiding behind Clifton, but ready to throw that boomerang as hard as he can. Tommy, do you have a gun? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, and Henry, do you have a gun too? Are you armed? Yeah. Okay. Whenever, whenever a GM says, are you all bunched together, my immediate thought is grenade. Yeah. I think I've played too much Twilight 2000. Well, Maybe. he also said, do you have a gun? Do you have a gun? Do you have a gun? <laughs> I was just making sure that you all, you're all armed. Yeah, when um, the GM asks, who's going first, 
are you armed and are you all clumped together? We're going to have a bad time here. So, Or um, if he's me, it's just to build tension and not be. <laughs> um, the man, uh, so you've lit the cigarette. He turns around and he sees you. Um, Felix, you recognize him. He is one of the interns. He's actually the intern that you shouted at, the one with the glasses. Um, and in his hand, you know, he, uh, he, he at, fir at first he, he kind of reaches up because he sees a whole bunch of you and he reaches up into his coat, but then he kind of brings his uh, hands down and he begins kind of like wringing his hands. This is uh, Mr. Epstein. That's right. Uh, I'm sorry about... Wanted to uh, see me? Yes. Uh, I'm sorry about uh, graphing your, 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 your mother. Uh, I tried uh, finding Mr. Fowler's address. He, he mentioned his name, uh, but I couldn't find it in the, the phone books. You mentioned your last name, and, uh, and Esther Epstein was the only one I could find, so I thought I'd uh, send her a, a telegram possibly get in touch with you yeah make, make sure you don't do that again i i and he he immediately holds up his hands he's very nervous very scared and he's looking around he's like, i won't i, I won't I, my name is virgil uh, uh i'm here to talk to you i don't know how much danger i'm in by approaching you but uh, i i'm afraid that my involvement in all of this is uh, going to get me killed. I'm hoping that you can help me. Well, we'd certainly like to help you, I, I think. Um... Who, are, who are all of you? And he kind of points to the group behind. He was just, you know, expecting you and Fowler. These are my, uh, my colleagues. Are they investigators too? In a manner of speaking. Clifton Hawk. And he doesn't approach. He just says, I... I, I Clifton Hawk. <laughs> um, I take okay. it you've heard about... Um, about Giles. What about Giles? They got to him. And his, anybody's heard about that yet. Yeah. It, it happened a few hours ago, but you've just informed him, and his face, you know, the color drains. Uh, and he says, they're going to come after me too. I know it. They're going to get me just like they got him. Well, look, son, the only choice you've got here is to go to the authorities and give yourself up. And by the authorities, I most certainly do not mean the police. I don't trust the police. No, that's why I'm approaching you. Listen, about a month and a half ago, Giles, he asked me to deliver some papers uh, outside of office hours. Uh, he wanted me to deliver some boxes uh, to Timothy, Timothy Tucker. He's the one that you were asking about in the, uh, in the office with Converse. I was listening in. Uh, I, I thought it was strange, you know, two big heavy boxes filled with papers and but the Really weird thing was he wanted me to deliver to Timothy outside of the Schubert Theater on Broadway. That is strange. I 
I, I did what Giles asked me to do. I thought that it, this was work-related. I, I drove down there, and, and there was Timothy on the steps, and I just handed him the two boxes, and he said, thank you, and he walked away. But now Timothy's disappeared, and I started putting the pieces together in my head that maybe, maybe it wasn't work-related. Maybe I, I, I unknowingly got myself into something that I probably shouldn't have. And now you're telling me that, that Giles is dead. That's what I heard. Uh, and then I read in the paper that, that some guy, Arthur Tucker, he committed suicide. And yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bodies mounting up here. Uh, that may be completely unrelated to this, but it was his brother. And he immediately, oh my God, I think that they're coming after us. I think they're. Tell us what you know, because my advice to you would be leave town. Uh, oh. But uh, before you do that, tell us what you know. Give me one sec. Let me pull it up. They were work papers. They were documents of some kind. I, I don't really know. It, it's above what I'm supposed to do, but they were documents. Um, I don't know why they were important or why I met Mr. Tucker at the Schubert Theater, but what sort of documents? Like I said, I don't really know. They were memos or, or you know, something. I don't know. But uh, let's see. Um, and he starts kind of like doing this, kind of putting the P and he goes, uh, but what, what, what triggered it, what triggered my suspicions was after Timothy disappeared, uh, men came to his office and they ransacked the entire place. They took everything. Um, I heard them, you know, as they were looking around, as they were moving, they said, you know, he was into weird shit. They were, they were going through the, the, the drawers and one of them, he had some kind of booklet. And he said, I, I, I don't know what it was or what they were talking about, but I feel like they were looking for something in his office and they couldn't find it and they just took everything. You know who these people were? I can, I don't know who they were, but I can tell you who they probably were. City Hall's goons, the goon squad. Walker's men. And he nods. Mm. And he says, Mr. I don't know you, but you know, they've gone over state lines before. Walker, he's uh, a rich man. I would like to do a spot hidden. Mm -hmm. uh, look around the area. Make sure that we're not being set up to all be shot here on the bridge. Uh, go ahead and give me a spot hidden. See if there's any suspicious looking people. Oh, 93. I didn't see anything. Yeah. Uh, Virgil, he, he then says, and as when I heard you talking to, to Converse about uh, Mr. Tucker's disappearance, I knew that something was wrong. 
I think that I'm in danger. I think that you're in danger, but I, they want, I think they want these papers or something. I don't know what they want. Do you know anything about George Fulton, Virgil? George Fulton, he's the, he's a, 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 a he's a rich guy, right? Yep. He's got a business. Silver Star Enterprises, I believe it's called. I mean, I know of him. I don't really know what that means to me. I've never heard, you know, Converse and Giles never talked about it. No. They ever say anything about a ledger? And he kind of looks around and he says, yeah, we're missing a, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. Um, actually, more like a month ago. They've been trying to find it, but it's been gone for some time. They weren't, they weren't really, you know, panicked uh, about the ledger, but they were looking for something, and maybe that ledger, I don't know. What about Converse? Does he get many visitors? Converse, he's a bastard. He's mean as mean can be, but... You know, he's been a prick ever since his wife divorced him. So, um, here, and, and he writes down something and he kind of holds it out. And so it looks like an address. Okay. He says, he says this, is, uh, this is Converse address. He's in on it. I know he is. Not, not on the good side, if you know what I'm talking about. You mm. said it. Yeah, yeah. He knows something about where Timothy is. I know he does. And if he killed Giles, I don't think he killed Giles, but I think that he knows who did. Hmm. Do you hear any other funny business going on in your office? There's all kinds of funny business in our office, sir. We heard something about an entire block being re- repurposed or re, uh, redefined so that they could uh... that happens all the time now you know, lines are redrawn laws are changed you know the, the, the cops you know the, 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 you think you know the cops are bad Walker and City Hall are worse you ever pick up any gossip around City Hall about what might be going on I know that they're worried and they're panicking. You said that uh, you said that uh, Tim was into some weird stuff. Do you did you ever see anything weird? Do you know what what we're ta you're talking about? He was quiet. Um, I remember one time I, I walked in on him, and uh, he was at a um, one of his boards. You know those big architect paper boards. Yeah. And uh, he was just drawing. I, I said, you know, Mr. Tucker, there's some paperwork for you to sign. And he turned and it was like he was in a daze. But, you know, as soon as I talked to him, he came out of it. And he walked out and signed the papers. But what he was drawing wasn't architecture. It was uh, a woman. 
or looked like a woman. Big scraggly lines. I describe one of the pictures that we saw of uh, Arthur's. And he points at you and says, that's it. And he's horrified. Like he's he knows that something's going on. He, he knows that he's in danger. Well, uh, Virgil, I suggest that you leave town. And uh, I'm not even sure uh, you should go back to wherever you live. Uh, if you've got relatives someplace, go visit them. Call in sick tomorrow. I'll try and get out of town as soon as I can. Well, what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't just wait around. I don't got I don't have any money, sir. I gotta, you know, figure something out, but I'll I'll get out of town. I, I, I will. I think for your own safety. Um either that or if you can get to the um the Seabury um commission or well, they won't take. They won't talk to me. Yeah, and I don't really want to talk to them. Anyone who talks to them gets shot. Well, they might be able to offer you some protection. Uh, we don't really like have any way of protecting you. I don't need your protection. I, I'm getting out of Dodge as quickly as I can, but you know, uh, Seabury can't do nothing. You know, I'm sure they offer protection to that Gordon girl, and she got choked out in a park. What was this booklet you were talking about? Is this something that, that they brought in or something they were looking for? Well, they found it in a desk, in his desk, Tucker's. And they were flipping through it. And they said something about weird stuff. Uh, but they took that, they took everything from the office. Even the, 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 the easel that I mentioned. Any idea where they would store that sort of stuff? No clue. Don't store it at City Hall, I can tell you that. Maybe at Converse. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for risking all this to tell us. You said you're looking for, for Timothy, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Oh. Timothy's at the heart of all this now that Giles is dead, apparently. So you think Timothy's still alive? I think so. Otherwise, they would have found whatever they're looking for. And just to be clear, when you said you dropped off the box to him in front of the theater, that was before he went officially missing on the 18th? He nods. He says, I did that back... Oh, my man. I don't know. You said a month and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he, and he, and he uh, you guys hear footsteps coming up the other way. Um, and he immediately, like, his eyes go wide and he reaches into his coat. He says, I, 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 I have to go. Uh, all right. I think we all need to go in the opposite direction of the footsteps. I'm, I'm going to jot down my phone number at the, uh, at the hotel. And uh, pass it to him. And William quickly slips some ten dollars, ten dollar bill. Um, so so he takes uh, the phone number. He says, "I'll call you if anything happens or 
if, so, if someone's coming. And he looks at William and he, and he just kind of mouths like, thank you, and then kind of runs off. Do we see who's approaching? I mean, we, we're hearing the footsteps, but and apparently we're in the open. Um, yeah, it would take a little while. They're, they're probably just coming up the stairs, but uh, if you waited a while, it's just a couple of people, just like a couple, a man and a woman. Okay. But he's gone. He's out of Dodge. All right. So should we head back now? Finally, we can get some sleep. Yes, so this is all very worrying. I mean, it sounds like things are falling apart at City Hall. Schubert Theater, that's a big place. wonder why there. But we suddenly have another connection to show people. We've got the theater, we've got the the restaurant where, I mean, the, the speakeasy. Mm. Um, could he have had some, some, some connection with show people? And he said he was into weird stuff. I like that. That's right up our alley is weird stuff. Hmm. And he was drawing a picture of the woman, which is very interesting because, because there were pictures of the woman. You know, we assumed, we assumed that Arthur had killed himself. No, we assumed that Arthur had drawn the pictures. What if Timothy was there? Hmm. What if Timothy was hiding out in the penthouse? Killed his brother. Well, I don't know. Something did. I don't think there was anything. Why would Arthur go mad? and possibly kill himself. And Timothy is drawing the same thing, but he's, as far as we know, didn't go that kind of insane. Obviously, there's some sort of connection here. And my guess is it has something to do with, I'm hoping that it has something to do with something really weird. I think it's this Tally. You know this Tally woman? Tally. And you said that uh, the old woman said that she saw... A woman dressed uh, in a yeah. kind of purplish dress and ethnic, shawl and ethnic, ethnic garb. Sounds About. very theatrical. True. Henry, you you had said something about going to visit the the rabbi. Did you ever get around to that, or maybe we should do that tomorrow as well? Yeah, All sorry. right. We can do that tomorrow. Well, yeah. I can, Let's I can get off this bridge. Yeah. Good. I was imagining Good. that we were walking while we were talking. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Um, right. So you guys go back to your uh, your hotel room. Okay. Right? Nothing happens. Um, you guys go back to the hotel room. Uh, I'm going to say Tommy opens the door. Dark room. Um the phone is ringing off its hook. It's just ringing constantly. They're not going to let us sleep. <laughs> I'll get it. Hello? Right. Jesus. 
and you immediately uh, recognize the voice of Marcus. Because I've been trying to call you guys for an hour. I'm sorry, sir. This is Tommy. You have the wrong number. Of who? You're looking for Jesus? Marcus. Marcus Finley. Oh. Yeah, you guys just call him You're looking for Jesus. I just got it. Keep up. Hello, Mr. Finley. He goes, where the hell have you been? His voice is very distressed. Well, what happened? Samantha okay, Bethany? Yeah, they're fine. Listen, I went back to my, 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 my place to get some paperwork, and there's someone in my goddamn apartment. I'm outside of the payphone. Who is in your apartment? Are, are you pressed up against Tommy? <laughs> Mr. Oh, Hope wants to know who is in your apartment. Sorry, sorry. He says, I don't know. I just see the flashlight in the window. Well, be careful. Stay away from it, because right now they seem to know about us, and we have more than one party following us. No, 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 no. You're coming down here. These could be the people that are following us. We haven't slept in. All right. (laughs) All right. Do we we know his address? Yeah, he, 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 he says it for you. But then he uh, he says, "Do you have a gun, kid?" Yeah, I'll be sure, be sure to bring everything. Do you know how to shoot it? Yes. My father was a cop. That didn't sound. <laughs> Checking my skill stats. We we need we need maybe <laughs> we need to check with the concierge on the way out if they have any coffee or cocaines and a big steaming <laughs> mug of cocaine. How many? 1931, after all. Did you see anybody? I just see the flashlight. Listen, if this is the people that are following us, they may be armed, so bring every fucking gun you got. All right, we're on our way. We're on our way. Let's go, guys. Don't take your coats off. Oh, jeez. I've got my boomerang. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to bring my ninja throwing stars. Yeah. All right, I do ask the I do ask the concierge if he has a a, a thermos full of cocaine for us. Uh, he has coffee, but it's cold. Do you still want it? Of course. All right. I don't know. Cold cold coffee's gross. It's still got caffeine. We need something to keep us awake, and the cocaine is coffee. Apparently... Are we are we playing Zork now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Uh, so you guys have you, you got your coffee. You get in a taxi. You drive up there. All right. Um, Marcus lives in the garment district. It's a. It's not terrible, but it's okay. Um, he particularly lives in a not okay complex. So he lives in his office slash apartment is uh, the second floor, above a garment textile shop. So it's a cheap place to live, but it's fashionable. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, we I assume we meet him downstairs. Yeah, he's standing by the pay, uh, by the payphone. The payphone is literally right across the street. And as you guys pull up, you can see there is like little beams of light coming in from the windows. Okay. Uh, the windows, however, are very, they're like frosted over. It's, it's not a good apartment. Let's just say that. 
Well, um, we're all here and we're all yawning. Let's get upstairs. All right. Uh, Finley says there's a there's an excess around the back in the alleyway. There's a door that'll take us up some stairs. My door is right there. Is there any uh, is there any uh, a fire escape that he could get out of? Um, no fire escape, just that one way. All right. And he and he pulls out his revolver and he you know opens it up six rounds, spins it, clocks it back in. So now who's going first? All right, cowboy, you're going first. I'm following behind you. Well, William's a little bit scared with all this, and the adrenaline's gone from earlier. So he's like, I can watch from outside, and he finds somewhere to kind of hide behind and keep an eye. No, no, can do, kid. You're coming in. You guys hang in the back, and if the guy tries to run past us, trip him. Okay. Little kid, if you're out here alone, and someone comes up here. There's others waiting. They're going to gun you down in a second. Me, I've got this. I'm big. They see you. What are you, like 20 years old? 21. You don't have a gun. You don't look intimidating at all. They'll just come up there and clock you over the head, shoot you, who knows what. Shut your boomerang, boomerang, kid. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Stay in the back. William's a bit nervous. Is it bad that I've started imagining that William looks like Charlie Drake? <laughs> I think that's fitting. Um, so. Or, or Mick Hucknell. It's, it's largely interchangeable. Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, all righty. Marcus goes up first, then Hawk. What's the procession? What's the line? It's a single stairway that leads up to the door, so. I think it makes sense to let the ones with the guns go first. All right. So, Hawk, Tommy, Henry, and then everybody else. All I'll, right. I'll go in front of William. William's got a stick. Try to walk I've on got, the ball for I've got some knives. There's William. There you go. Buster Keaton. Buster oh, Keaton. great. We're going to have all sorts of antics going on here. <laughs> so I'm going to have, um, have Clifton, Tommy, and Henry make list signals since you're coming to the front. You walk on the balls of your feet so you don't make a lot of noise. Pass. Uh, that was a fail for me. Not not by half, but, but pass. That fail, fail for me. Does it feel for you? So, Hawk, what you're hearing is someone is rifling through stuff. One person or more than one person? Sounds like one person. Um, And uh, and so Marcus and you get to the top. Everyone else is kind of beneath you on the steps. And he kind of nods and he holds out his hand and puts his hand on the door. And, uh, and he's kind of waiting for your signal to push open the door and for him to go and point at his gun. Yeah. We'll j- jump in and say something like, freeze. And, and he kind of and he kind of whispers to you, not my first time doing this. I live in a bad neighborhood. And he uh, raises the gun up. Us. <laughs> and he, right. ra- he swings open the door. Uh, so Hawk, Marcus... You rush in. Uh, Marcus says, freeze. Uh, 
And Hawk, you are met with the figure of a woman. She kind of jumps up. She drops the flashlight. It's Greta. Miss uh, Sutran, what are you doing here? She says, who are you? She's never met you. And she's in the, and Marcus says, fuck that. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and you guys are hearing this. So you guys are coming up, I'm assuming. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe she is an investigative reporter. Yes. Felix, you recognize the voice immediately as Greta. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I know her. Uh, so Marcus has stepped out of the way, allowing you all to enter. Um, the last one in is William. Uh, are you going to close and lock the door? Yeah, close. To, yeah, uh, turn to turn to uh, Tommy and say, "I knew this was going to be easy." <laughs> I'm glad you had it covered. And Marcus, he he kind of hoists uh, himself up and he walks over to you, Felix, uh, and he, he 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 points the gun away from you, but he jabs his finger in your chest and says, "You know her? Who the fuck is she?" You better take your hand off me, buddy. Watch it. She broke into my fucking apartment. And, uh, and Greta then says, Stand I was just- copper. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Greta then says, uh, she, she then says, You're, uh, if, you, if you say something about him being a cop, uh, she says, he's no cop. Uh, and I was using dramatic license. Yes. I have it here. <laughs> Dramatic license. Can we pause uh, for just a moment? Grade a, yes. B, and D. I smell something, and I don't know what it is. It smells like smoke. That's not good. Oh, no. That's what happens. The dog started smoking cigarettes. They okay. go through the age where they just they rebel. I remember Lug did it. He started smoking slim Panatella cigars around the back of the shed. Well, you know, once they start, they can't stop. Well, he's hanging out with the Beagles that did it. Oh, you know. Bad influence. The Corgis, they don't, they don't smoke. They just go straight right into cocaine. Okay, no, <laughs> Bury their little faces. In. Because of their connection with the royal family. I mean, they get a, they just, it's lying around all over the table. And then I handed it back to her, and I said, if you think that thing's going up there, you've got... Oh, he's back. (laughs) Apparently, the dinner that I cooked wasn't quite enough, and David had microwaved some taquitos, and it made the whole house smell... Like taquitos. Yeah. Now that I know what they are, it obviously smells like taquitos, but it's like, why does suddenly the house smell like something? (laughs) Um, Walk out there and find flames up to the ceiling or something. Greta... Greta points to Marcus and, and says, uh, after I talked to Felix and I didn't hear from you, I did some more re- looking into uh, whoever the Tuckers have been hiring. Your little partner here, he's not some sort of private investigator, or he, you know, maybe he is now. He's a mob enforcer. What the hell? And, uh, and, Marcus, he, and Marcus, he goes, I'm not a mob enforcer anymore. It was a long time ago. All I right. Thought was, I thought that was something you can't just quit. It's not like uh, working at the post office. 
Did we well, not notice that he was wearing a tracksuit? A yellow uh, one. It was yellow. Were, yes, it's a mustard-colored one. That's when you. That's like, when like you, the one Bruce Lee wore in Game of Death. And yeah. he did keep saying to us, "Use guys." I thought he was just from New Jersey. <laughs> well, that's when you notice that underneath the button-up, you can see the tracksuit coming up and under. A simple um, spot head would have noticed that. Uh, but uh, you know, this, Miss, that was a lot. Uh, Miss Sutran, a lot of us people in the detective world have somewhat shady pasts. It makes us good detectives. Uh, he then says, next thing you're going to tell me is that my, my partner died. My partner's married. or he, he was my partner. What do you mean uh, your partner? Well, Finley and Moore. But Moore is gone. It's just me now. He got married. Oh. So he was settling for you, but then he got some more. All right. And he kind of whatever. And he kind of pushes you aside, oh, and he goes no, up to no, her. Sorry, I'm I'm out. <laughs> uh, he 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 pushes past all of you, and he comes up to you, and he holds up the gun, and he says, "You know, I was going to shoot you. I was going to kill you." I and 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 they're arguing amongst themselves. I would like Henry. Give me a listen check. The worst listener here. Oh, well, that's a 27, so I pass. Yay. Finally, with these damn dice. The door behind you is closed and locked. All right, they're arguing. But even though the door is locked and they're arguing, you can hear the click and release of a gun. Ooh, I'm stepping away from the door and I'm telling people to take the deck. Can William pick that up as well? Because he's kind of at the back of the crowd. Yeah, well, as soon as he says that, uh, everyone give me dexterity rolls. Uh, I missed it by nine points. I missed it by 16 out of... A, a very creditable 80. I am like a young gazelle. Alrighty. Jeff, you're the only one who understands this. Of course he does. You just asked for a, dis a dex roll. <laughs> Which, Assault. by the way, I got an 04. That's good. Assault rifles. Oh, boy. Submachine guns, how do they work? Oh, boy. Um, you need to figure out how many bullets are in the gun itself that it holds. That. I've got that already. You need to figure out how many volleys you want to shoot. Okay, just and, one. Okay, and then basically divide just one. Um, First time we've ever used a submachine gun in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, and I'm still trying to remember. I had it down, but now it's been a while. I didn't so want to take away from the dramatic license of this moment, but at the same time, I want to understand the mechanic. I want to do it correctly. I don't think I can tell you right now off the top of my head. Well, I will try and I will figure it out. Yep. We'll just do it like this. Um, so 
Everyone who failed the dex roll, give me a dodge. Everyone who got the uh, who got the dex roll, don't bother. You've hit the deck. I failed that. Oh, I got nineteen. I I, I passed my my dodge. Okay. So, Thompson. So everyone hits the deck. I was going to ask Thomas: um, mm. Is there kind of side rooms, bathrooms, bedrooms yeah. just off the main door? Uh, William would have probably jumped back just before you uttered the magic word submachine gun. That's, uh, yes, there are side rooms. You're currently in the living room. And I was going to ask um, where all of you went after uh, I did this. Um, so, bullets. Fire through the door. No sight. He just begins firing through the door. Uh, everyone except for Henry, tell me where you've, you've hit the deck. Where are you going? William di dived into whatever the side room there was near the door, bathroom or bedroom, whatever. We'll, we'll say a bathroom. I, I grab Henry as I go down, but we just go flat onto the floor. Okay. Um, I am crawling chivalrously towards Greta. Okay. And uh, Tommy? Uh, sorry, I was looking up rules. Rules? Um, so. I'm glad you're looking up the rules, because I yeah. got to do this. Uh, so sorry, what was my choice? Um, just bullets are flying, oh. what am I doing? Yeah, I was just asking where you went. You've hit the deck, where, where did you go? Where did you dive out of the way to? Did you like knock uh, over a table and are using that? Couch, maybe? Okay. Dived over a couch. Um, Henry, as Hawk grabs you to pull you down, let's see here, let me make this roll. Uh, two bullets, boom, boom. On your side, six damage. Oof. So you go down, Hawk. You you hear Henry call out. Blood spurts out from his uh, right side. Um, Marcus he immediately ducks in front of Greta. He was right in front of her, so he grabs her and brings her down. But he uh, is shot. Oh shit! He is shot. Boom! Right in the back. Goes right through. You can hear the cracking of bone. Um, it does eight damage to him as he collapses onto the ground. And I'm trying to drag Henry to the nearest cover. Well, if he's, if he's done that and covered Greta, then I wouldn't have cause to try and, because that was what I was trying to do. Well, you can now hear Marcus kind of like wheezing. Uh, every breath he takes, you see blood just kind of pooling out. Um, I'm just going to take cover and, and, uh, I'm holding one of my knives more for sort of um, emotional support and just the knowledge that I could fight, fight back if someone was there. So let's do this. Um, can everyone tell me, let's go with Tom first. What is your dexterity? We're going to do initiatives here. So what is your dexterity, Hawk? Uh, dexterity is 70. Okay. And I was going to say that I'm going to fire my, I'm going to unload my gun through the door. Uh, but so I'll do that in a minute. Sure. You've dragged uh, Henry into the bedroom. Um, well, it's a studio. So like there's a little off section of the bedroom. Henry, how much damage, uh, how much health do you have left? Um, we have four points left. Okay. So you had a total of 10. Yeah. So Henry is kind of like fading in and out of uh, consciousness. He took serious damage to his right side. Um, 
Marcus uh, to Henry. He's still lucid, but he's fading in and out. Um, Henry, because you have, you know, you have some uh, in biology, I believe. You have some in biology, right? No, that's this is the wrong character for that. Wrong character. Does anybody have a medicine over 20? All right. Does no. anybody does anybody have a first aid over thirty five? No. Wait. Yes. Okay. I've got forty. Just Hawk. Um, because of your knowledge in first aid, uh, it probably hit a lung. Marcus yeah. is probably sucking in blood. He's going to drown in his own blood mm -hmm. um, if he doesn't get medical attention soon. Um, right. But I think at the moment, all I know is that the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to kick down the door and then they're going to finish us off with the machine gun. So I guess yes. I'm going to fire all my, my bullets right through the door. So Hawk is 70. Uh, what is Tommy's? 50. Okay. So, and then uh, William? 55. Okay. Uh, Epstein? Uh, 80. Jesus. He's a magician. And then Henry. Very low education. Uh, 60. All right. So the order is Felix, <laughs> then Hawk, then Henry, then William, and then Tommy and then the attacker. All right. Fuck! You said you're gonna unload. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and if I can see from the pattern of the bullets coming through the door, I'm gonna aim right for the middle of it. Uh, you, can kind, you can see shadow, you can see a shadow. Uh, still, because of you know his positioning, give me a roll, but with penalty die. He is obscured. That's an eight, and this is a 15. So I got him. All right. All right. Let's see. 68. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a damage roll. All right. It's an automatic, so I can do three shots. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Just one D10. Uh, first shot does nine. Second one does three. Third one does four. All right. Uh, so you immediately hear, uh, so boom, 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 three shots. Uh, a man, uh, he, he shouts as the bullets hit him. You hear the collapse. You then hear an Irish accent then go, uh, they've killed Michael. And then, ching, ching, shotgun. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, my Felix. gun has eight shots. So. All right. Felix, what are you going to do? Um, I am poised and ready to throw a knife into anything that comes through that door. All right. So you and are I've ready. My other, my other two knives are in my, my free hand. All right. You're ready in action. All right. In a stabbing position. All right. Henry, what are oh. you doing? You're, 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 you're bleeding out. 
Um, you could attempt first aid on yourself. However, you're going to take a penalty die. I only have a 30 uh, in first aid, but I, I mean, I don't even have any bandages or anything. No. Do that. So um, I'm going to have to take a penalty, but I'm going to pull out my gun. I mean, like if I'm going to die, I'm going to try to take one of these bastards out. I've been sure. shot at. I've been ran off of the side of a bridge. You know, I've died, oh, I nearly died like multiple times. Fuck this. If I'm going out, I'm taking somebody with me. I'm, I'm about tired of this shit. All right. So you're going to pull out your gun and ready in action? Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like laying on the ground, prone with the gun up. You can't yeah. really, you're a little bit incapacitated, but you're ready in action. Yeah. yeah. William, what are you doing? Is there any, he's either going to do one or two things. He's either going to hide in the bath or is there a window in the bathroom leading out that he could get, get out of? Like, there's a window, but it's like a 15-foot drop. Okay, so it doesn't go into the, the walkway. No. It comes in. Right, okay. okay, well, he's, he's in the bathroom with his, I guess, looking at the door. So if anybody comes by, whammy. Um, actually, well, I, I forgot to do this with you, William. You've never seen a dead body before, so give me a sanity check. Or, yeah, you've never seen boom, boom, boom gunshots. Yeah, because I was going to say he saw Arthur. He yeah, did see Arthur. I passed. Yeah. All right, you're fine. Uh, this is so sudden, I wanted to make sure that the college boy would react accordingly. All right, uh, Tommy, what are you doing? Um, any other windows that they could see in? Um, there's windows all over the living room. However, like I said, there's like this frost, there's no insulation in, in the window. So it's all frosted from the cold and the condensation on the window. So yeah, I'm basically, uh, sticking my head up over the couch with my gun pointed towards the door waiting for someone to, but aware of the windows too. So if I need to, I'm going to cover it. So you hear two other steps, um, so there's two other people in the hall in the stairwell that you know of. You hear uh, the, like like the gun jostle, and then bang! A shotgun blast blows open the lock. The door swings open, and there is another man. There's two men standing there. So I would need Felix to give me his uh, his attack, and then we'll do Henry. For Felix is going to be the throw. Um, <clears throat> Henry will be gunshot. Oh, and I've got 26, which is which is a hard. Okay. I rolled a 16 out of 25, so I, I, I hit. All right. Well, they're going to take penalty dice anyway. All right. So, one dodges out of the way. It's the one with the shotgun. The other one has a pistol in his hand. So one dodges out of the way. The other one is going to first take Felix's knife uh, in the shoulder. <laughs> Give me a roll for that. Okay, that's 1d4 plus 2. So that's, oh, 5 points of damage. Okay. So, and then uh, he's going to take the bullet uh, from Henry. So go ahead and give me a roll for that. He's got a 99 on his... Uh, penalty die roll, so, yeah. Uh, that's seven points of damage. So, 
Knife in one shoulder, he jostles, bullet in the head, brain splatter everywhere on the wall. He collapses. Uh, the man from behind uh, the door, he then says, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> and, he kind of, and he kind of holds out a hand or fingers. He doesn't want to put his whole hand out there. And he says, I can get that. He says, <laughs> I reckon I can get those. He says, he says, I'm surrendering. Throw your weapon. Throw down. the gun out. And the, the, the hand then uh, draws back. And, uh, and he says, you, th- you, you, you lower your weapons first. Not a chance. Throw the gun out. Well, um, uh, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and I was firing all my bullets, so I've only fired three. Uh, you've only fired. Well, I mean, can you fire more than three in one turn? In one round. Well, I mean, we haven't completed a round yet. <laughs> then how are we having a conversation? A round is just a couple seconds. But yeah, that, that's all happened. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, the man is going to take cover fully. You hear the cock shotgun. We're now going to jump to Felix one more time. And then we'll go to Hawk and then Henry. Is he still sticking his hand out? No. He's retracted it. He pumped the shotgun. He's not surrendering. Well, I've, I've, I'm moving to the other side of the, um, I can't remember whether it was a desk or a table that I was hiding behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm moving to the other side of it to change my position and then getting ready to throw the next knife at whatever comes through the door. All right. Ready action. All right. Hawk. I'm going to shoot three more bullets wherever I assume the guy is. All right. Which is the frame of the door. Go ahead and give me a roll with a penalty die. Um, uh, 50, that is a pass, and 21, that is also a pass. All right, let's see what he's rolling. I'm getting a lot of really good rolls. I'm going to just keep going until I get something that's not a 15. Am I on the right die? 100 gap. I've already decided that if I roll 100 when I'm throwing, then I'm going to have accidentally uh, pulled out uh, a small orange sponge ball instead of a knife. <laughs> oh, um, Felix, give me a sanity roll. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, well, that's 22, so that's fine. Yes, I've passed. All right. You're still going to take, I'll say, one point of one sanity point. damage. It was yeah. blood. The blood is running down the, the side wall of the, uh, of the stairwell. Okay, so he is going to make it. 30, well, hold on. 33 out of... What was your low one? Was it a hard? 20, 21. Okay, I'm going to guess that's... Is it a hard? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, his is also a hard. How far from the mark is yours? Uh, my firearm is 75, half is 37, and I got 21. 
Okay, so uh, 16. Okay, yeah, so you win. Um, all right, so go, go ahead and roll damage. All right. Once again, three shots. Yes. Um, first shot, uh, 10. Second shot, 7. Third shot, 10 again. All right. Black. Zero is 10, right? Yeah, yes. zero is 10. All right. So right through the wall, uh, you see, once again, blood spray onto the, the wall. He collapses. Uh, it's relatively silent now. Am I going to have to make another sanity roll for that? Yeah, if you want to, yes. Yeah, I think I will. There's blood being sprayed all over the place. I'm going to let cool. you... I'm not, I'm, if, it's I'm gonna, got, if it's got old Sam Peckinpah, then I'm going to make another sanity roll. All right. I'm going to leave those up to Five. you. So Five? I'll, I'll take another one point. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, Greta kind of lays uh, Finley down. Um, there's blood ever. He's like, he's, 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 he's dying. Um, he's going to, uh, he's taking one point of bleed damage. Um, so Greta, uh, who is completely terrified, is just screaming, someone help him, someone help him. Um, I'm going to assume that there is one more man outside the door hiding without moving, waiting for one of us to make a move. So I'm going to move to the door where the, the blast hole is from the shotgun and just make sure there's nobody out there in the hallway other than the dead people. All right, so you see the three dead. Um, and you look down the steps, and you see the door that leads downstairs, and you can see that there is a man. He's pressed up against the, the wall outside, so, he, so he's in cover. Um, okay. and, he's, uh, and, 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 and he's just waiting. He, he heard the gunshots. He's waiting for some sound down the steps. Um, well, I would help Henry and, uh, what's my, what's my call it, except that we've still got a threat. Uh, so. Oh, I'm, uh, can I see the guy or do I just, I can, I can sort of sense that he's there. So, shoulder. You can see like, like the, like the, like this, like his shirt sticking out. Like you can kind All of right. see him moving. He's there. So I am going to look just well enough to where I can, I'm going to take this round to get a good aim on that shoulder. Okay. Um, if no one else is going to help um, Finley, and so... Uh, um, well, I've, I've got 30 first aid. Is that enough to try and help him? You can go and try and help him, yeah. Okay. I, I will attempt to render... Um, how can I hear you when that isn't plugged in? I don't know. Magic? That's weird. We're not um, even here. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's got really loud now. <laughs> Why, that's because I had a partial connection and I turned up a lot. Right, okay. Um, okay, so do I need to make a first aid roll? Yes, you do. That's also... Because it's first aid. Um, Henry, because you suffered a catastrophic wound, you're taking one point of bleed damage as well. Alright, someone's going to so, help you too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm down to I'm down to three now. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to help Henry as soon as I can. I I got twenty one out of thirty. Twenty one out of thirty. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is enough 
to stop the bleed damage and give him one temporary hit point. You've, you've stabilized him, but that doesn't mean he's in good shape. Okay. If you is there don't, a phone in here? There is a phone in here. All um, right. I'm uh, going to tell Greta to phone for an ambulance. All right. Uh, so we're going to go now to uh, to Tommy. Tommy, you're going to perform first aid on um, on uh, 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 Henry. William, what are you doing? Are you just hiding in the bathtub? <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting there like. like yeah, he's, he's never been in a, a shootout. It's like this. He's never been in a shootout. Never mean like this. So yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So you so guys all. He's not convinced that we're safe yet, you know. He saw Hawk checking yeah. it out, so. And you, you all, you all notice that that William is not out here. He is not in the fray. He's hiding in a bathtub. Um, but so, uh, Tommy, did you roll? What did you get? Ooh, twenty-two out of thirty is pass. All right, one temporary uh, point. You've been stabilized, Henry. Um, okay. Keep pressure on him. Yes. All right, Hawk. So you've lined up your shot. You're still going to take the penalty die, um, but you have the increase to your roll. Go ahead. Um, I think I want to try to trick this guy. I want to say try to do an Irish accent or something and say, uh, let's clean up boys or something like that. Um, so that he'll at least stick his head around the, around the corner when I say it, thinking that his guys are still alive. Give me a fast talk. All right. 64. What is my fast talk? Where is fast talk? Fast talk, fast talk, 30. Nope, didn't make it. And he goes, fuck off! Can I fire on your shoulder? Okay, go ahead. Uh, 67, pass. All right, let's see what he gets. Oh, you said penalty die, sorry. Oh, okay. 44, so 60s. Right. Let's see what he gets. I don't know what's going on, but I'm rolling really well. Um, 10. All right, so he just pulls away before I shoot. Yeah. All right. Um, so you guys are hearing the gunshots. Uh, Greta is phoning the ambulance, and she's phoned 911, and she is just, like, screaming into the phone, saying, people are shooting at us. I'm at this address. People are shooting at us. 911 saying, what the hell is 911? So... Uh, you, but you guys still hear the gunshots. Um, now the attacker is going to roll on you, Hawk. Oh, he's not running away, huh? No, he's going to keep shooting at what you. What a fool. Are you... Okay, so he's going to... Uh, he's going to pull out and fire. He's got a okay. rifle. All right, so go ahead and roll your dodge. Oh, why? Well, who says I'm going to dodge? Okay. Uh, if he's got a rifle, he has to come around the corner, so... Oh, yeah, he's going to come around I'm, the corner. I'm going to fire right back at him, right between the eyes if I can. Right, okay, go ahead and roll. Uh, 18. Okay, he got a 32, so you both hit. 
Okay, well, 18 is, uh, what is it? That's, oh, it's almost uh, extreme. All right. All right. So, so yeah, you both hit. So, let's see here. What is his weapons damage? Let me pull his up. So, go ahead and roll your damage. I do nine damage. Okay. Yeah, he does seven damage. Okay, so uh, you fire. So you fire at him. Uh, you shoot him. Boom! Right here. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. How much was the total? Nine. Nine. Right here. You hear literally like his shoulder, the bone explode. He okay. he screams in pain, but he ducks <gasps> behind. He manages to shoot you right in the gut. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. All right. Gut wound in this day and age is death, probably. So you guys hear Hawk grunt, um, no. stagger back, you know, blood pooling in his shirt. Um, was that a catastrophic how, how wound? damage to me? Uh, seven. Is seven a catastrophic wound? Uh, it reduces me down to two. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely catastrophic. Um, all right. So Don't I have to roll to see if I lose consciousness? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that mechanic. Go what? ahead. I forget how to do that. Yeah, you basically you roll constitution. If you okay. pass, you remain conscious. If you fail, you fall into it. Uh, 89, I pass out. Okay, and he passes. So I'm lying there in the blood and the gore. Yeah, so he kind of stumbles in and just collapses. Blood is, is pooling out from under him. He's taking a bleed damage per turn. What are all of you doing? You've just witnessed Hawk stumble in and collapse on the ground. Have I finished um, the first aid on uh, Marcus? Or am I yes, literally as soon as you're done, Hawk has stumbled in and just collapsed. Um, then I, morally, I have no choice but to immediately try and render first aid to him. All right. What about everybody else? Let's go with bu, 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 bu. let's go with Henry. Henry, what are you doing? I am. I'm laid out, so I'm. I'm not doing much of anything except. Um, I froze up. I froze up. I don't know what you said. No, I'm. All I'm doing really is just laying there. I mean, I'm. I'm shot. I'm. I'm still hurt. You know. I'm, oh yeah, I forgot you're shot. You can't although, do anything. It occurs to me that as I am rendering first aid to a man who's been shot in the stomach and um, I have a terrible fear of blood, um, true. I'm going to make a sanity roll. Go ahead and um, take And if the I penalty. fail my sanity, sanity roll, then I'm not going to administer first aid. Okay. Yeah. Go, I, won't, I won't give you a penalty die if that's the case. So go ahead and roll. 45 out of 58. So I have passed. All right. Uh, I think as well, I'm guessing William saw Hawk fall through the doorway. So he's in the bathroom. He grabs towels and, and dives to his aid as well, along with Felix. Okay. okay. Yeah, um, I think my, just... my motivation in performing um, first aid is just to try and stop the blood, stop it, so there's no more of it, so I don't have to see any more of it, so it stops. Selfish. Uh, so I'll have, uh, we'll do, Felix will roll a heal check with bonus die because William is helping. What is Tommy doing? Henry is yeah. incapacitated and they're doing, they're helping Hawk. They're going to be preoccupied doing that for several rounds. So what are you doing? Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to help 
but it sounds like everyone's being worked on right now. So I'm going to go to the doorway and peek my head around real quick. Boom, boom. See if the person is still standing. I don't think he is, but. He is still standing there. Well, he's not standing in the doorway. He's behind, uh, but you can see like the blood is coming from his wound, his left shoulder. Okay, so he's not uh, dead. No, he is not dead. He is grunting in pain. Um, he is wielding, like he's wielding the, the the rifle. He's kind of cocked his arm like this, and he's holding the rifle like this. You can see the barrel of it sticking out from behind, from uh, in front of the door, uh, the doorway. Um, so he's still did you, there. Did you say I get a bonus die? For... Yes, Will William is helping you, so you get a bonus dice. It's eight another, yeah. Uh, that's good because the first one was seventy-three. Okay. Um, oh, twelve. All right. Yay! That's a hard. So, uh, you guys are are doing that. Hawk will be fine, but Tommy. So, what are you doing? You're sticking your head out. I'm going to yell at him to drop his weapon and that the cops are on their way. Uh, any, uh, any chuckles in, uh, and you hear him shout, and I'll be dead by then. And you hear him kind of loading a round into his 22. Will, William, could you put your finger on that bit while I tie a knot in it? <laughs> I'm going to... I don't know what it does, but... I'm going to run down with my pistol and try to shoot him. Okay, so you're gonna run down. Bum, bum rush. All right, um, I need you to make a dodge. He's gonna, he's gonna pull out, he's gonna fire, but he's gonna take a penalty die. Okay, that's fair. 47 for a dodge. Nope, I never put points in dodge. Well, okay, that's fine, because he got an 85. So, the bullet whizzes by you, go ahead, you run down, Give me a roll. Isn't there a bonus for point blank? Has he run? Are you? Uh, have you run down all the way down to him? Like you're like. Yeah. Right although I, I see your point, Tom, but I'm thinking like the fact that I'm running and trying to shoot him as I get down there, like the, they would kind of cancel out. So okay. just a regular success. Regular success. Let's see what he dodge. Eighty-one. So my luck's gone. <laughs> All right, roll damage. It would be another six points. All right, that you shoot him, hits him right in the chest. It blows him back. He collapses onto the ground. He uh, he actually hits the car that's in the alleyway that they pulled up in. Um, so yeah, so uh, everyone that you can see is dead. All the enemies are dead in this area that you can Anyone see in the car. Um, no. Have, have, uh, having finished the, the first aid, um, I'm, I'm going to make uh, an, an elective uh, constitutional. Go ahead. I, I have failed my constitution roll. My constitution is 50 and I rolled 52. Um, I am going to run off to the bathroom and start being um, loudly and copiously sick. Okay. And as you do that, as you're vomiting, um, Finley, he's still semi-conscious. Um, and Greta's kind of holding him. And you just, and everyone else in the room, um, so the, the, the awake ones, um, William and Henry, 
well, he just, he kind of, uh, Finley chuckles and looks over at uh, William and he goes, pussy. Boomerang. <laughs> With his dying breath. <laughs> All right. Still got two uh, more knives. William pulls over the bathroom door. He doesn't want to hear the sickness. Yeah, so, you, so you've, you've closed Felix off. Um, Hawk, you're still unconscious. Um, and the cops are coming. Yeah. Well, what do you... I, I just said that, so I, I heard you say to have Greta call an ambulance, but I was bluffing, and I said that the cops are oh. so I don't know if you want to make a distinguish there, Thomas, or not, but... Well, when the ambulance shows up and they find four dead bodies, gunshots, uh, three injured people... The neighbors most must have called the police. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 yeah, cops are coming. Um, okay. Now, um, as I explained to you, Jeff, in an email, not all the cops are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what I told you in email. I think the goon squad was estimated to be about a quarter. Wow. I want to say that. That, the, that was, the, that was the, the height. That was the worst of it. It was like a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to do. William's saying, Tommy, what do we do? What do we do here? Well, the first thing I want to, I want to do, I want to make sure that uh, I yell upstairs that everything's clear down here. So, All right, so we're Felix, out, we're Henry, out of the media arm. Uh, uh, Greta is, is literally, she's like cradling Marcus. And, uh, and Marcus says uh, to William, he's like, are, is, are you sure? There's no one else. Not, not that I saw. I mean, unless there's someone hiding down there. Uh, and uh, and and uh, and Marcus. Uh, even though Greta is like, sh- this is this is horrifying to her. She's never seen anything like this, uh, and she's like sobbing. Marcus, he kind of just like leans into her and says, "I gotta move." Uh, so what does the group want to do? What do you or do you want to wait? I, I would like to bleed less. <laughs> well, you, you are bleeding less. They've staunched the bleeding. So I got to point um, back. You got a temporary point back. However, oh. in six, however, in six hours, unless you get serious medical treatment, um, the bleeding will begin again and you will begin losing points. Um, I'm going to splash my face with some water and then go out and uh, retrieve my knife from the, the first hood's shoulder, and uh, while I'm doing it, I'm going to check his pockets. All right, yeah, you, you leaned over. His face is gone. This this up is gone. Cause yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm not even looking at it. I, 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 I can't even bear to look at that. I'm just going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to take my knife out, and I'm going to use it to sort of flick his wallet <laughs> out of his pocket while going, <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, his name uh, is Joffrey. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing really interesting in his wallet. There's a little bit of money, um, and uh, but what you find. So what you find in, interesting in the pockets is uh, is on on Joffrey, the one with the head blown off. He has a notebook, and on the notebook um, you're flicking through. Blood is on it. It's disgusting. So a lot of the ink is ruined. But what you can gather is they were following Greta.
Are they cops? No, no, they are not cops. And you said he had an Irish accent. I was under the impression he was a cop. No, they what? are. They... What's his last name? I don't know. Let's pull. Let's pull up a generator and find out what his last name is. No. O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. Is it is it uh, an Irish last name? An Italian last name? Oh yeah. It's a, it's an Italian. It's an Italian. It's not an Italian. It's an Irish last name. They, if you look through all their pockets, they're all Irish. So just anything with O in front of it. O'Brien, yeah. O'Malley. O. o Obama. 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 You find a birth certificate in the left pocket of Obama. Hawaii? Where the hell is Hawaii? Uh, no, but um, yes, they're all Irish. All right. Um, and yes, uh, in, in, in Joffrey O'Malley's pocket, you found a notebook that was filled with Greta's, like, they were tracking her movements. So let's cast the Irish mob. Well, I'm I'm not talking. I'm I'm unconscious. Yeah. Yes. Isn't there, wasn't the is Walker connected with the Irish mob? Walker's connected with all the mobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's that's, that's a hell of a heavy-handed mob to send after one reporter. One Jeez, rifles, shotguns. What do they know? Tommy gun. It's evidence of an evil GM. <laughs> uh, is there, you know, um, William doesn't really have experience in all this, but just looking at the scene, would it be unwise to try and move everybody to get them to a hospital, or are we waiting on the ambulance and potentially the police as well then? Moving. Henry, and especially Finley and Hawk, would mean doing more damage than good. Okay. Potentially, you yeah. have you have the option, but there's a possibility of you doing more damage. I'll ask Greta. Did you get a hold of the ambulance? She nods and uh, and 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 through her her blubbering like whimper, she's like, "They, they were after me." Sure looks that way. Uh, and Marcus, he says, well, they're probably after all of us. At this point, I think you're right. They wouldn't just... And he, uh, he kind of uh, and kind of grunts and says, well, they wouldn't just outright kill someone, would they? Kind of looks that way. Tommy, that big guy called me a bad name. Which one? Big greasy. Marcus. Marcus? Well, he's been wounded, right? We'll say yes. he, wasn't, he wasn't thinking straight. All right. So what do you want to do? You want to wait for your... Uh, I want to go, go and wash this knife that I threw into this guy. It's, it's filthy. Yes, it is. It's covered in blood. I want it to be clean. Yeah, I don't think there's much we can do except wait for the professional ambulance people to show up. Hopefully. All right. Um, I'll, so, I'll, um, I'll offer um, Thompson, Finley, and uh, well, Hawk's unconscious, so I'll just offer Thompson and Finley a cigarette while they wait. Unconscious yeah. Hawk just... <laughs> 
Just like push it in. Well, fin Finley's, you know, Finley's possibly like punctured a lung, and I thought it might help to sort of, you know, yeah, make um, cure it, mortify it, blows out, make, make it, make it nice and rubbery. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, doc doctors, smoke them. <laughs> yeah, stick that in his chest. Yeah, just stick it in his chest. The smoke comes out. Um. All right, so you guys. Oh, no, if he had a, if he had a cigarette holder, I could have used that to to um, perform um, uh, a lungectomy. I'm going to call a it a lungectomy. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, that's so what you, it's called now. Doesn't that mean that you remove the lung? Ectomy? Yes, that's what that would mean. Yes, <laughs> an intubation. Well, you, you just take the bad lung out. Just because he's got good, one good lung. All right. So uh, yeah, make, make a new one out of asbestos or something. Something yeah. resilient. Or tar, you know. Just keep smoking. Um, all right. So you guys wait for the ambulance. Um, they pick up Tom or uh, Hawk, Marcus, and Henry. Uh, Marcus and Henry are still conscious, but they they they, they push uh, everybody else off, saying that. They're going through. They're going to go into surgery. Like they're going to try and staunch the bleeding, and they're going to try and remove the bullets. What bullet? You know, if it didn't fragment or anything like that. Um, so, um, Felix, William, Tommy, you're questioned by the police. Um, they're not intimidating you or anything like that. They're 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 asking you, you know, what happened? Why were you here? Who do you did you know these people? You know, uh, it's self defense. They understand that, and they tell you that they're going to look into it. Um, they they seem legit. They they take your complaints. Do you have any questions for them um, before I ask the three of you what you're going to do? Who the hell were these guys? Clearly, Irish mob. Well, why why would the mob be after us? I'm just I'm just a magician. That's what we're going to be looking into, sir. This is insane. We're going to have a detective uh, look into it. Uh, clearly, this was a hit. Uh, if what you're telling us, Mr. Epstein, is, Epstein if that's true, um, if, if they were following Miss Greta, uh, then this was obviously a hit. We're going to look into it, uh, and we're going to make sure that you guys are safe, that this isn't going to happen again. Well, look, the last time I did a trick, I mean, admittedly, it didn't go so well. Um, but I think this is a bit of a heavy-handed form of criticism, to be honest. I mean, you know, a few lines in Variety saying "not a very good magician" would be would be relatively uh, you know, apposite. But you know, sending the mob round—that's a bit of an overreaction. Anybody else? Any other questions? Uh, I can't think of it. Okay, William. William's writing in his book, Dear Mother, if I do not make it out alive, I love you dearly. Can we have the Tommy gun? No, of course we can't. No. Can you know, actually, I have one question in that. When we looked at the book with the information about Greta, mm -hmm. was there anything additional information that we would have learned, or is it basically just like Greta's movements throughout the day? Greta's movements throughout the day, um, 
but there is mention if Felix, you know, Felix went through it. There's mention of her going into and, and, and meeting Felix and jotting down Felix's appearance and, you know, question mark and should follow and all this stuff. Like, there, any, any mention of, of, of any other of us? Um, or only those of us who met? Not in this notebook. This notebook seems to be particularly primarily on Greta because it looks like these four were following her. If someone can afford to put four people on on one journalist, they can afford to hire a lot more people. And as Virgil said, go over state lines. Tommy, you're a lawyer, right? And is there any point in asking these, but who seem to be genuine policemen, about you know, making a connection with the shenanigans at City Hall, you know, and taking down the reporter? In terms of getting their protection or something like that, or is it, or is it a bit pointless? Oh, like like formal protection for her, and possibly us, you know, or even yeah. getting some of some of the good the good cops on our side. I'm thinking, you know, mm -hmm. and really saying this could be connected to some of the stuff going on in City Hall because this girl was doing a, some kind of story. Mm -hmm. Um, or is that is that not going to help? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but my, I'm hesitating because we don't necessarily know who we're talking to. So it's almost like we could be asking a, a their own cops for yeah. protection, and so I hesitate. In the, I, I'll let I'll let the police officers suggest whether or not you know any any one of us needs any sort of protection, especially being that we have three people in the hospital. Maybe we can get protection at least on the. The hospital beds. Um, the officer says, I'll have to talk to the detective assigned to your case, but I think that, that if th this was a hit, um, and Mr. Epstein is listed in the, this notebook, um, we'll try and get you guys protection. And if uh, the detective believes that you, he doesn't say it outright. He doesn't say, oh, the, the Walker investigation. He says, um, if this has anything to do with what Miss Sutron is investigating. Um, we'll have to consider possibly turning this over to the state authorities. Uh, we'll be in touch, however. State authorities, uh, if it, detectives, if not state authorities, will be asking you and your friends uh, if they make it, that is. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be asking you questions about what's happened. And we'll take Miss uh, Greta in and she'll be safe. Um, we'll put a watch on her, but right now, this is kind of out of uh, beat cop territory. We're gonna need to get a detective in here. If the detective feels like this is elevated beyond that, the state investigators will come in and they'll talk to you and do whatever you guys need. Yep. All right. So, Two of our players are in the hospital. The three others, I don't know where you're gonna go. Where would you like to go? Well, we can't really go back to a hotel, right? To, to at least those rooms. Should we go in uh, to Dexter's? Should we go and hide out in Dexter's? Dexter says, sure, we can do that. So, does everyone agree to go to Dexter's? 
I'm, I'm hesitating because they know probably where he lives too. Probably. What if we all get a, another hotel room? Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Let's see. Hotel let's or... Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we get a Should we go to a different hotel or just change rooms? Or am I being paranoid? We could do a different hotel for the night and then go back to our old room and get any stuff we need if we feel like we need to move on. All right. Okay. So you guys are going to go find another hotel to put yourself up for the night and then possibly in the morning go get your stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then we will call it there for tonight. Uh, you will know, the three of you will know their diagnosis tomorrow morning. Um, but we'll end it. We'll end it here. Very exciting. Very good. I'm exhausted. All right. <clears throat> Our players included Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Ken Trench, Wayne Worthy, and myself, with Thomas McKean as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with the music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.